Hey, dinks! Welcome to Dennis in the Know. This is your backstage pass for current trends, politics, and education in the dental world. I'm Dr. Jeff Horowitz. With me is Dr. Jennifer Bell. You know her as JB and Dr. Chad Duplantis. We are all practicing dentists, we are all educators, and we are all business owners. Our job is to bring all of you in the know. gang it is wednesday you know what that means it's time for hump day happy hour with the dinks yes it's dennis in the no hump day happy hour this is your backstage pass for current trends politics and education in the dental world it is live and as always it's over a cocktail i know what you're thinking is the drink that small or is jeff just really that big well Guess what? The drink's that small. We're doing a little Tawny Porto tonight for Hump Day Happy Hour. A little Sandman 20-year-old Tawny Porto. Was supposed to go to Portugal this year, but unfortunately that didn't work out. But looking forward to doing that again. Anyway, want to welcome you all to our Hump Day Happy Hour. As you know, we are here to bring you honest, vetted information And as always, I am with some of my best friends in the industry. I'm with Dr. Jennifer Bell. I'm with this guy, Dr. Chad Duplantis. And we have an incredible guest tonight. Dr. Amanda C. is with us, my neighbor from Charleston, South Carolina. As you know, we are all practicing dentists. We are all educators and we're all business owners. And you know what our job is? Do you guys know what our job is? <clears throat> yeah. What is it, Chad? This is a Wait, test. I can't. What is it? God, I'm so stupid. Our it's job to is bring to bring all of you in the know. You in the know. <laughs> How's it going, guys? It's, it's going well. Going very well. So we have an incredible guest tonight that I'm so excited to share with everyone out there. Chad, would you do the honor of introducing Amanda? I, I would be honored to. And um, I think I met Amanda in maybe 2016, 2017. And I was asked to be on this forum at Seattle Study Club. And they asked me to be on this thing with Amanda and Drew Ferris and Jennifer Dubrow. And I was like, seriously, me? You know, what 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 could I possibly bring to that table? So um I was kind of like the JB in that situation. I just kind of talked a little bit while they they yeah. did their thing, but it was amazing to watch. But you know, Amanda is is just such an incredible person. For those of you that don't know her, um, she is she has a practice in Charleston. Um, she is a leader in the dental industry. She's a leader and an advocate for women in the dental industry. She's been named the 11th most influ- influential person in dentistry by Incisal Edge magazine. She is the 85th dentist in the world to earn the honor of fellow accredited member status with the American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry. And by the way, that's no joke. But um, where, where I see Amanda shine amongst many places is through her Imprez uh, teaching with 
with the ding dong that was on a little bit earlier. And, you know, Adama would be nowhere without Amanda. Fact. No, Gee, Chad, I, I don't know any right. other two guys that would be nowhere without their <laughs> female backup. True. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. That's very true. But anyways, Amanda, it's awesome to have you. I know I didn't get through your entire bio, but you're impressive. So that's all there needs to be no. said. So welcome, Amanda. Thank you. thank you. I've got my my happy hour cocktail. Cheers. Cheers. Mine says I'm sorry, you're a big glass. Cheers, guys. Cheers. What, what are you drinking? It? Cheers. A cab. Nice cab. Mm-hmm. Big and bold. Yes. So tell us a little bit about your journey in dentistry. And I know we'd be here probably all night if you told us what all it took to get you where you are right now. But what are you most proud of in dentistry? I forgot to also mention that you are the, the an amazing wife and the mother of four. Yes. Four. Holy yes. crap. Yes. All right, tell us about yourself. Tell us about you and how you got to where you are right now. It's I feel like I've, I've, I've shared this story a million different ways and in different forums and different formats. Um, you know, there's nothing really remarkable about my journey other than, um, you know, like some people grow up and they have a friend that's a dentist or a family member that's a dentist, or they have something, they have this, this plan. And I actually was a very different person than I am today. I mean, if you knew me in in high school, I was pretty unorganized, um, not focused. I wasn't a stellar student. And, you know, I I got to a place, I won't bore you with all the details, but I got to a place where I went to dental school, lived on my own, lived in New York City. And it was a moment of just like, am I going to change my life and have a different life than the one I've always had? Or do I just keep being the victim of, of, you know, what I, what I've grew up in in my childhood. So it's like, I just did a switch and I became um, just more focused, more organized. Again, I wasn't like this amazing student in dental school or anything. I was okay. But I think just coming out of school, I just was trying to stay on top of things, um, met some incredible people at CE, like Tom Trinkner, um, another South Carolinian, Jeff, you know, Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very well. So I met, yeah. yeah, I met him, um, my first year out of dental school at an AACD conference. And so he had a huge impact on me where, you know, I just said, well, he's doing great dentistry. I should just ask him what he's doing and do the same thing. And that's literally how, how simple my formula was. It wasn't like I had some strategy. I just said, well, I'm just going to emulate people that I know are already doing it and doing it well. So I went to Panky because he went to Panky. Um, I joined the AACD because he was on the editorial board there. Um, and I just kind of, you know, went through the motions, but I never had, um, I guess the vision of the next step, like if you would have said out of school, did you want to teach? Did you want to lecture or publish? Like never, never, never. None of those things were ever uh, on, on my radar. Um, but just taking the steps necessary to, to be better at what I do. I've crossed paths with people that have changed my life, that have encouraged me, that have pushed me and then opportunities arise. And, um, one thing led to another. And so I've been lecturing now probably 12, 15, 14 years. 
Um, but the last five have been really with just Adamo and it's been um, life-changing really, you know, because when you think about getting on a plane and going to some study club where people didn't really pay to come see you, some company paid to for their lunch, you know, and they're just there for the free lunch and you've worked 200 hours on this presentation and they're falling asleep while you're talking and I'm getting on a plane away from my family. It's really, really difficult, you know, and I got to a place of being burnt out. Sorry. That's my little Pomeranian. Oh, fine. Um, you know, Asians love little dogs. So we have a, we have a little Pomeranian. Mine's barking at the same time. So I'm like, is that my dog or yours? So, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, you know, so it's just serendipitous how it all happened, how Adamo and I came together. Um, it still blows our mind how quickly it's grown. Uh, but we love what we do and it's, it's just been amazing. And the best part is just the people that we meet that we continue to get to have developed these relationships with. So I'm not just seeing them one time, I'm seeing them over and over again and at different places. So um, it's, it's been incredible. Hey Dinks podcast listeners. You love the sound, but you miss seeing our lovely faces. Be sure and join us on our weekly Facebook live or on our YouTube channel at Dennis in the know. We'd love to have you subscribe and be with us at all times, everywhere. Just to piggyback on that really quickly, because I think you brought up an excellent point. You've got things like the Koi's courses, which are that more intimate feel. And then you reflect back on study clubs and other things where maybe there's less investment on the doctors. It, It feels like there's this trend kind of moving towards these more intimate educational experiences and even younger doctors just really actively seeking out very specific key things that they want to learn and understand. Is that the feedback you're getting from your courses? Yeah, I definitely feel like there's just been a surge over the past few years, you know, for, I mean, five years ago or or more, I felt like we were hitting that kind of when Instagram just blew up and people just wanted, um, to learn things on YouTube as fast as they can, (laughs) you know, like get the information short and sweet. And then all of a sudden, I just feel like there's been a shift. There's been this shift of, of these young clinicians too. I mean, not older, but spending high dollar on CE in a small environment. And they're not just taking one class, they're going together in packs and they're going through curriculums. They're graduating from this place, from that place. I mean, and so it's, It's really um, just, it makes me feel so good as an educator that our profession, because for a while I'm like, oh my gosh, is everybody just going to watch a YouTube video and think that they know how to do everything? So I feel like we're kind of coming around full circle and it's coming back. And I hope that it stays that way because that's how I learned. And it was what really has grown me and and everything that I do. So, Well, Amanda, I think you would agree with this too. And, and, you know, I got to know you in through COIS and, and I think one of the things that we notice when we go to a continuum like COIS is that the things that can't be afforded with online education and that YouTube learning, like you talked about, Mm -hmm. is that sense of community that you feel that, you start to form these friendships where you can kind of let your hair down and well, I don't have that much hair, but you could let your hair down and say to the person next to you, 
do you know what the heck he was talking about? Because I don't know what the heck he was just talking about. And you form those kind of relationships where you can kind of be yourself, you can be vulnerable, but you have somebody that you can text or that you can email along the way when something's just not making sense. And I think we're seeing a new generation kind of learn that that those relationships and and the camaraderie is is really important. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent. I mean, I think about think about how you and I know each other. I mean, we both, you know, the times we we both are from the Koi Center, but we didn't bond sitting there in lecture. We bonded over times of of being together and sharing dinner, sharing drinks, having conversation and, and, and sharing parts of our lives together. I mean, those are the things that bind you and connect you. Right. Um, so I hope that everybody keeps doing that. I, that's where I've all my friendships and the people that push me to accomplish the things that I have, I wouldn't have done it on my own if I didn't have those friendships that I've met through going to CE, going to these meetings, all, all good stuff. And I love that I see every time I see you somewhere, you you have this this group. I call them the Wonder Women that y'all all follow each other around and everything. And I mean that in a great way because yeah. you're all miraculous people. But I can see the bonds that have been made through this education. And one thing that I want to point out, and I've heard this about you, and we've talked about this in the past, is that you focused on continuing education right after you graduated from dental school. It wasn't a, I'm going to go into practice and I'm going to see how it works. Then I'm going to figure out what works for me. I mean, you started telling that story tonight. I love that. And that's my charge to new graduates because I got into the game late. I mean, I was probably five or six years out and then I was like, okay, I'm ready to get back into education. I was maybe burnout on education. You just thrived in it. And I wish that more people would do that when they get out of dental school, set some money aside, or I mean, some people even take out loans. That's fine too, but push yourself, go into continued education, take a curriculum, take, you know, go to a center, figure out where your place is and just really meet people and thrive. And I love what you've done. Yeah, I, mean, I I definitely didn't have the financial means to take all the courses and the the CE that I took, but I, I took out you know, loans. And I mean, I opened up a practice, I got pregnant. I mean, we certainly did not have the income to afford it, but, you know, I just had to keep the faith that I was doing the right thing for my career. Um, And I believe that the financial success will come when you do the right thing. I mean, I, I do believe that, but the one thing I wish I would have done differently because I did Chad jump full steam ahead and spent all my money on CE and graduate from all these places but I wish I would have focused just as much on the business of dentistry. I think we all do. <laughs> and that is, and that is something that I was so focused on the clinical aspect of it, that the business was an afterthought, you know, because I was just like, well, I'm doing by good by the patients. I'm doing good by my employees. I'm doing good dentistry. So everything should be good. <laughs> but there's just so much more to that and having to kind of get into this, this, you know, hamster wheel where I finally was like, okay, I need We've help all been there. to be able to do the dentistry <laughs> I want to do. Cause I don't have the time. I don't have this. I don't have that. Um, and so I finally got to a good place, but man, I wish I would have 
had a consultant or or mentorship on the business aspect. Right I love that. I, I I completely agree. And I you're not alone. I, as Jeff said, and I, I also alluded to, we can totally relate. Trust me, like on a daily basis. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still need mentorship on it. You know, that's why I love having this tribe of friends of, you know, and yes, a lot of my friends are female. I, you know, I have male friends too, but um, it's just incredible because I think we're, we're like-minded, like, you know, JB and I, I it, while I can ask you guys things, there's things with women where I'm like, okay, like you have kids, I have kids. How do you, you know, be the mom and take him to ballet practice and do this and do that. So, so there's a different level of being able to relate when there are women in your profession doing the same thing versus a man, you know, um, cause I can't, I don't, I can't, I don't, you don't compare yourself to anybody, but especially when I, when I look at a man who's on the podium and traveling and doing all these things, and while he might have kids, I can't relate the same way I can relate to another woman who's doing it. So um, I think that's super helpful for male or female out there to find people that connect with you, you know, that are doing the same thing that are, have similar phases in their life, or maybe they're in a different phase, but you want to prepare for that. And so pick their brain, ask him about their mistakes, what they would do differently. And that would have been so helpful because I just felt so alone on an Island almost like I would go to CE and meet all these people and be like, yeah, I'm so charged up. And then I come home and it would be like, ah, just doing this yeah. again by myself Monday through Thursday. Um, so you need this kind of continual mo- motivation um, and have an accountability partner to help you with all that. Hey, Jeff, apparently it's come to our attention that you and I suck at the news. Yeah, Chad, um, I- I've actually kind of known that for a while. And-, and that's why what we've had to do is give people more of what they really deserve, which is more JB. So we actually have a segment now called News on the Go with Dennis in the Know. In fact, I like the idea of JB's News on the Go with Dennis in the Know. So stay tuned for that. It's its own podcast. I'm really excited about it. And guess what? There's no Chad and Jeff. Well, I wanted to talk to her a little bit about the residency program that you've done with AACD, because I don't think a lot of people know that it exists out there. But if you can talk a little bit about it, what your experience experience was, pros and cons, you know, and how that went and where is it today? Yeah, it's it's an amazing program. So if you are a fellow in the American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry or an accredited dentist, you don't have to be a fellow, then you can be what we call a preceptor for a resident who wants to learn cosmetic dentistry. And so it's just like any residency program you come in for, it can be a year or two years, it's mostly a two-year program, and you study under another cosmetic dentist in their private practice. So it's like you're an associateship for a temporary amount of time, but you get to assist, you get to watch all these big cases, you get to learn the business aspect of it. Um, So it's such a great program and there's requirements. I mean, it's, it's not just so open-ended. I mean, there's a certain number of cases that you have to complete during the residency and, um, and photograph and document. But I think it's a wonderful opportunity, especially for young clinicians coming out of school that, you know, aren't sure what the next step is. And if they're interested in cosmetic dentistry, I think it's a great way to 
be able to work with somebody directly one-on-one and see all these cases. I mean, if I would have had that opportunity coming out of school, you better believe I would have jumped on it because I, I was driving two hours as often as I can to um, Columbia, South Carolina to watch Tom Trinkner work on cases, you know, so to be able to be in his office all the time, day in and day out and see how he talks to patients, see how he, you know, treatment plans, how he delivers cases. I mean, that would have been just the best mentorship ever. So I highly recommend it. And I have several friends who have been preceptors, Adamos, on his second resident. And, you know, of course, he always scores the jackpot for like the best residents ever. I don't know how that happens. But, uh-huh. but just saying they're both female residents. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I would I think it would be safe to say, based upon the name being mentioned a few times, that Tom Trinkner was a very valuable mentor in your life. Absolutely. He he was the first mentor that I ever had without knowing I was looking for a mentor. You know, he it, it kind of he stumbled into my life in a way that I never planned. And I'm so glad that I sought it out and I kept in touch with him. Um because all the the decisions that I made early in my career, had I not met him, I'm not so sure I would have gone to Panky. I'm not so sure I would have tried to get accredited. You know, so I think the power of influence of strong leaders is so great. And so that's why, you know, you laugh about me always being with this big posse. I want to give back to others the same experience that I gained from my great mentors, because when I was going through, there weren't a lot of women that I could lean on for mentorship, you know, and Betsy Bakeman is one of my huge ones, but I didn't meet her till later on in, in my career. And I just think, my gosh, how wonderful it would be if we could all help each other to shorten the path of learning and the, the journey through dentistry so that you don't have to stumble and fall as much as I had to figure out, you know, how to get there faster and better. So it's, it's been fun. And, and plus they're all my friends. So why not? I think something that, that you talked about is really important too. I mean, you know, you may not have realized that you were looking for a mentor, but something that you did that I think is so valuable is you looked at other people, you said, I want to be doing what they're doing. And, and in, um, I, I'm, a, I'm a self-help book fan. Like I, I read all kinds of self-help books. I, I listen to all other kind of business lectures and things just, just because I love to hear different perspective. And there's something called the proximity principle, which is if you want to do what other people are doing, surround yourself with the people that are doing whatever it is that you want to be doing. And because not only will you find mentorship in doing that, but you'll also make new contacts because of that environment that you've put yourself into. So, you know, just going up and saying, hey, Tom, can I come up and shadow you for a little bit? And then just in those discussions, you know, that little bit of talking that led you to get into Panky and more CE, how many connections did you make there that had a great influence on what you'd be doing? So, you know, it's this thing that we just can't do via the internet. You you can't, you can't commit to the proximity principle. You can't be around those people that are doing what you want to do 
if you don't actually go somewhere to do it or be with people to be able to do that? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's like a spider web, you know, it just kind of everything has a connection. And I, I literally can point to everything that has happened in my dental career has happened because of going to a course or going to CE, meeting this person, meeting this lab technician. I mean, nothing happened because I just said, you know what? I want to publish an article. So I'm going to figure out how I'm going to do that. Or I want to lecture. So I'm going to do, I mean, I I had none of that on my, my radar or none of that on my vision board, but it was just one thing after another that, that happened. And before you know it, it's like, I, I can't believe this is where I am in dentistry. You know, I would have never envisioned it for myself, but by just wanting to be better and do better and surrounding myself with the right people, these things have kind of unfolded for me. Well, tell us a little bit about, and I'm sorry, JB, but I I, I wanted to find out. Yeah, it's your huh? show. We're just here for the I can't see. We're basically Listen, the ornaments you got, hey, on your Christmas. Well, why don't you run out and get me another bottle of port? Because these little glasses go by quickly. <laughs> no, I, I want to know more about Impress, what you're doing with Adamo, what kind of courses you're offering, because, you know, I think that it's such a valuable thing that you're talking about you know, bringing people together in a, in a good, small, conducive learning environment. So we just tell everyone out there, you know, what kind of courses you're doing. I know a little bit, but everyone out there, I'm sure would love to hear more. Tell us more about what you're doing and, and, you know, how they could get involved with that. Yeah. So Impress is um, a pretty full aesthetics curriculum. It's all hands-on. So it's two days. We do it in Charleston, and we have five different courses. We have um, two different composite courses. One's an injection mold course. We have a veneer preparation course. We have a photography course, and we have a rubber dam isolation course. And so Everything is two days with some lecture, but heavy hands-on because the goal is for you to come back the following week and be able to implement um, what we teach you. And the big part of why we wanted to do Impress as well is that we wanted to share with everybody what we do in our practice irrelevant of sponsorships or anything else. Like, so we don't have any sponsorships from any company. So every product that we talk about, we have several materials. So when we do composite, we don't have one, we have like six different types and we're choosing all of our favorite things. So you're getting, you know, opinions from, from what we love to, to use in our practice. We show you how we use it. Um, you get to take it home with you to use the following week. And I think, I think that's our ability to be authentic about um, how we really do our dentistry, you know, because sometimes when you're lecturing for a company, you're limited, right? You kind of have to say, I'm using XYZ products from XYZ company. Um, and, and we know that we don't all use one product from one company. We use lots of different products. So uh, we, we selected our, only our favorites, you know, the, the most wanted list for, for, for us. And um, hopefully it shows. And I think people appreciate that. Oh, wow. You know, they're, they're using this polisher from this company and this composite from this one. Um, but, but anyways, it's a, 
pretty well-rounded aesthetics curriculum. You know, I think no matter the type of practice that you have, um, so maybe you don't do a ton of composites, but I think you could probably do some photography or you can do the veneer preparation course. So we, we kind of offer a little bit for everyone. Yeah. So just could you go through where they would start and where they would finish? I know you said it's a curriculum, but do you, yeah. you have a recommended order or is it just yeah and it's interesting you said that chad because we don't right so you can take any course and it's independent of the other although i will say that i feel like everybody needs to learn how to take good photos yes um because you know the big part about when we do the veneer preparation and smell design, you need photography to do a lot of the smell design. So that's kind of a, a must. And then even in a photography course, when we talk about shade selection and everything, we we talk about for the use of photography and some tips and tricks. So while it's not required, I think photography is a really key piece that everybody probably could benefit taking that course before you take others. I, I love it. And can, uh, is, what is the web address? Cause I'd like to put it in the comments below. Yeah. It's, um, impress with one S I M P R E S courses.com. Hey dinks. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast today. Remember to rate and review your favorite podcast. Subscribe and enjoy what you like or it goes away. So would it be your recommendation for me to lose my Polaroid at this point? Or? You're not okay. using a Polaroid. <laughs> I know you're not. I don't know. If we put my photos up next to yours, mine would absolutely look like a Polaroid. No. <laughs> it's crazy that. how good a picture you can get with your intraoral all the way across the room. Now, how, how often do you do do all do these courses? Cause I know they're in Charleston. We happen to crash one of your, uh, that was our inaugural meeting. That was the craziest thing ever. That was the craziest thing ever. You have to tell everybody so they know what the heck you're talking about. So the, in fairness, um, let me tell it from my perspective because that really was an, an odd weekend. So, um, I had gotten a call from Jeff to start. They were going to start this thing. And if I would come on and, you know, be a part of like, do kind of guest appearances, like what I did tonight, but on like an at on a on-call basis, like, will you come on this month or whatever? And then I. Wait, you were never our call girl. <laughs> I might've been, I might've been. Never. Maybe. And so the first episode went and, and I watched it and then they did fine. And then they asked me to come on for maybe the second or third one. And then the next thing I knew I was coming on more frequently and it was sort of kind of developing on its own, getting a bit of a life on its own. So then these two were like, Hey, come meet us in Charleston. We're going to meet at the attorney's office. We're going to make this thing official. And so that was really probably only the second time I had ever met Chad in person. And we were we were there the night celebrating with your course attendees, which we actually saw several of them at AARD. And they were like, oh, yeah, we saw you that night in Charleston. Um, we were basically becoming a business that very day, making really it official. Cool. We got married that day. I know. That's really that's really cool. Congratulations, guys. I love what you're doing, too. Oh. And just being real. It's fun. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, I... 
I can I will never forget meeting you all that night. It was so fun. I mean, I I knew both you and Adamo, and it. I mean, obviously, I mean, we're just going to go ahead and say it. We were starstruck hanging out with you two. Yeah. But my my memory of that night is that it was like in the height of COVID. Everybody's kind of like. Let's go back to classes, but let's not get near anybody. Well, we're all going crazy. And Jeff orders me a drink and this sales representative walks up and goes, what are you drinking? And I'm like, it's an old fashioned. She goes, I've never had one before. She grabs it and starts drinking out of my drink. And I'm like, oh my gosh, no, No. <laughs> my wife was like, if you share to drink, don't get on the plane to come back home. Oh, I know. But it was it was it I was actually crazy. found it so refreshing. Like it was so that was refreshing. probably one of the first outings being with other people I had had since COVID, like actual dental professionals. It yes. I left it just high on life. I was so refreshed. I was like, yes, people in community again. I know. It felt and we ran we ran into somebody else too that um we ran into um, Oh Aaron Elliott. Aaron Elliott oh, yeah, on the street, just walking down the street. Yeah. So crazy. And are your crazy courses weekend. always in Charleston, Amanda? Yeah, so we do have um a course at the Koi Center twice a year. Okay. And it's kind of a combination. It's not one course. We kind of put one course and pulled a few elements from the other courses. So it's kind of a fusion of a few courses together and it's three days. So we have that out the Quiz Center. But yes, it's always in Charleston. Okay. Okay. So Adamo has succumbed to your majesty in Charleston and said, I will be in Charleston for your courses. Good. Good. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I have four kids. He doesn't have kids. He just got married. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and when we got together and I told him, I said, you know, I I don't want to travel. I already travel a lot. I mean, let's be honest, even though the courses are in Charleston, it's like, I mean, you know, I've seen you guys in Chicago or Ruba. I mean, it's like constant. Um, but it does make it more manageable for, to have our own course where, you know, inventory comes in. Somebody's got to count the inventory, store it, get it set up. I mean, to not have a home base. So it's either going to be New York or Charleston. And I just thought that Charleston, having won all these awards, being a great city to visit and everything else, like, why not? Let's have it here. I mean, who wants to and, go to New York? You can probably charge $2,000 less tuition just by having it. That's in South true. Carolina versus New York. Yeah, I know. It's a lot more expensive in New York. And then in the fall in New York, it's freezing too. So there's that. Well, I, I definitely wanna wanna do an impress course. And I'm I, I'm thinking maybe uh the photography one is where I'll start. I think we all three have to go now because yeah. well that would be so fun. We would have- with an intro camera, Jeff's doing it with his Polaroid. Chad is doing no. a sketch to sketch. Like he's doing yeah, sketch, sketch. It's an etch sketch. Like he's, he's turning it and and he's really good at yeah. it. But it's, it's really hard picking up chroma yeah. with an etch sketch. Yeah. The value is way off. Way off. Yeah. So we'll just need to all come together. So what other projects do you have in the works? Because people want to know where to find you and what you're up to. Well, I've been, so I was trying to aim for the end of last year to launch 
Um, but I have a member site coming out. It's definitely coming out this year because I'm almost, I'm halfway through all the filming of the content and everything. Um, but it's a subscription-based membership where you can come in and I'll share with you. I walk through cases, tips and tricks. I have lectures online, um, but also just things that members exclusive access. Like I have a, a lab coat line coming out, for, which is really exciting. It's super cute. That's cool. I'll send you a lab coat when it comes out. That's so cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So just, you know, different projects and just insight into, you know, cause I tried to figure out a way I, I have, I get messages all the time on Instagram and I really, really want to try and answer these people, but it gets really difficult, you know, cause it's like, I don't want to be short and curt, but sometimes they're like, what do you recommend I do in this case? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. okay, I can't answer all these things, you know, with all the messages I get. So I'm like, you know, if I have a site where just every time I have a case, I can walk through it and just the logistics of like, what do I look at? How do I treat my planet? What's my lab communication? How do I pick my material choices that I think when you can see what, how I do it over and over, and it's not always perfect. You can see the challenges, the mistakes. I think that's where hopefully a lot of the questions and the learning value will be received instead of it, it'll be more effective too, than me giving you a one line answer on IG, yeah. you know, to question. So, yeah. and you can see the application of it as opposed to right. just being, you know, a verbal yeah. direction. Yes. How yes. cool. I also love that manufacturers are wanting to uh, to talk to female doctors to come up with an alternative lab coat or other things that are a little more feminine or, you know, just more in our wheelhouse, if you will. Yes. Yes, for sure. And, you know, I used to not wear scrubs ever until COVID. Mm-hmm. Like I used to wear like nice black slacks and like nice shoes and a cute lab coat. And then when COVID hit, it's like everything changed in the world. And I was wearing like, I mean, headgear and then a a million face masks and this and that. And, and, and then when the restrictions started lifting, I got rid of some of that, but I still wear scrubs. I still wear sneakers and I just feel kind of like, you know, when to get back to being comfortable, but looking cute in the same yeah. process. So that's the goal. Chad and I had this uh, same exact conversation. Know you know, we used to like wear black slacks, a little cinch top and little cute lab coat. And that just went by the wayside and I'm, I'm ready to feel cute again. I too. Know. I know. Yeah. I, I used to wear heels. I don't do that anymore, but I mean, you can, I could find cuter shoes than sneakers to wear that are still comfortable. Hey, I will tell you what, I am not giving away doing the laundry at the office and walking in in gym clothes and leaving in gym clothes every day. I love it. You know, putting scrubs on when I get to the office and, you know, but the worst is, is like I'll walk in in a pair of gym shorts and a gym shirt and, you know, hygiene's ready for their first check. And I'm like, I walked in there one time in my shorts and t-shirt and I'm like, Oh, I forgot to change. Hold on just a second. Yeah. It's yeah. You got to quit doing that. Never knows what desk. they're going to get. So yeah. well, what yeah. if there were scrub pants that weren't, that look like scrubs right. for men. 
were yeah. like slacks and super comfortable, right? I think there's a market for like Lulu and Viore if they if they yeah, went into right. like you know. But I would stores. like it not at that price point because of the crap I get on it. Right. Like, yeah. I, yeah. They need to be a little. I'm bit, sure Peter Millar would do it if a we a little yeah. bit disposable <laughs> because I you know drop PVS unmixed on it or you know whatever I, and it's toast. So that's true. That's mm-hmm. why I quit wearing nice clothes because I got bleach on one and an endo and a few things. And you're like, I can't afford this habit. I have to do something different. I mean, so much spills on it before I even get to lunch. I mean, you know, right. It's like, and then you get to lunch spaghetti sauce. I mean, Oh my you know, gosh, you know. Chad, you're like an animal. <laughs> you get lunch, Chad. I, don't no. even eat lunch. I can't tell you the last time I did have a lunch. So yeah. Oh, no. yeah. That mayonnaise just squirts out that whopper like yeah. all over. Yeah. Then you're done. That's why we need that cute lab coat. That's why we need that cute lab coat. That's right. And a cinch top. Yeah. <laughs> well, Amanda, thank you so much for being with us tonight and sharing a little so bit fun. of your story. I mean, this has been so much fun. And I hope that we all can meet again, maybe at an impress course and Yes, and and hang out and uh, thank you for uh, playing part in the punking of me with Adamo and if you I really had no part in that. This is unfair. They they literally just said, oh by the way, yeah, Adamo's gonna come on, but Chad doesn't know, and I'm like, well, she okay. was. I saw her in AARD, and she was like, I think y'all are gonna punk me, and I was like, no, no. <laughs> We're not ever going to punk you. you. We will only punk our guests. And then Adamo was getting on a plane, and I knew he was flying out tonight. And I'm like, hey, aren't you supposed to go on dinks with me? He's like, you're not supposed to know that. (laughs) (laughs) What I do. (laughs) Did you hear him when he came on? Because he wants to have a show just just to air the inside stories. Because I always, always, if you come to an impressed course, I have really good content on Adamo and it's funny stuff. It's just like cute things that only special people get to see. So when you come to the course, I always show this little side of Adamo. Like I've got all this ammo on him. He like, I have content for days, but I try and pick new stuff every time at the courses to show, but he never really in all fairness, he never shows anything about me to poke fun at me because he's just so sweet that way. But he's like, oh, don't worry. He was texting me after he came on. He goes, it's going down. He's like, we're coming back on. He goes, and I got stuff on you. Like, this is the format. He's decided just to let it go. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the in the comments just tonight, he put, you know, I'm going to share the real story next time. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, well, I, just a very quick... I, so I was very fortunate in Aruba to be a student and I sat through Adamo and Amanda's class and the video of you uh, with Adamo being your dentist. Oh, that's right. It's priceless. It's because we can all imagine being there and thinking what a complete shit show this is turning into. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the famous dentist that you see all over Correct. Instagram right? and then you get to see him do dentistry on me and it's a complete hot mess. Yeah. yeah I love it. I love That's it. worth the That's price of admission. Right and then, there. and then you end up with a one star review at the end of it. That's right. <laughs> from, from, you should give Adamo a one star review. 
Everything was great. But at the end, guess what? Their Kleenex, they weren't scented. (laughs) I know. Not that you're bitter or anything. No. No, you're fine. I I am a little bitter about that. But we we won't we won't end on that note. You have Um, to respond to that bad review. I of course. And that's right. But I've been you know, it's like one of those things where you want to jump on and do it right then. And then you start typing and then you go, nope, yeah. I'm going to sleep. on." Hey, this. Jeff, show, show your vulnerability and throw the post out on Dennis and the No, and let's see what kind of responses we get. Oh, I, yeah, I would love to do that. Yeah. That's actually a great idea. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And then and then tag like Lynn Tao. And, and then I'm going to put her name and social security mm-hmm. number on there, too. Yeah, do that, too. Yeah, Date of birth and her debit card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, thank yeah. you so much, Amanda. And uh, we appreciate you staying up because I know it's late on the East Coast, which they're all there. I'm still on the... <laughs> yeah. But yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. It's 4 a.m. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. Italy. No, no. We gotta we gotta get to bed. <laughs> She's got four kids. Amanda, thank yeah. you so much. Okay. Thank you guys. Thank that was you. Fun. All right. And that wraps up another podcast for Dennis in the Know. On behalf of Dr. Jennifer Bell, Dr. Chad Duplantis, and myself. Remember that we've got a great profession, so let's make it a great day, Dinks. <laughs>